Hey everybody, this is author Glenn P. Klinger III, and I want to welcome you to yet, yet another installment of Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies. Now, if you don't know who I am, I'm a mystery writer, and I have been since 1993, and I currently write the Rolling Justice and NTSB Mystery Series. Now, perhaps some of you are mystery writers and fan, or fans of mysteries, and so I put this little podcast together so we could take a closer look at certain events in such a way that we could determine and have perhaps solve a mystery. Now, I'm not a detective, and I'm not a historian, and I don't claim to be. I always like to put that little disclaimer out there, but we do this for fun and entertainment. And today, we're looking at some aviation-related mysteries, which, as many of you know, I started, you know, I have a little bit of an aviation background, a pilot's license, and I have an undergraduate degree in aviation, and I spent... The first three novels that I wrote, which spanned about three or four years, were aviation crash investigation novels. So I, I kind of get into this stuff, and I enjoy reading about it and, and looking at these different mysteries. So today we're going to look at two very interesting mysteries, the dis disappearance of Amelia Earhart and the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. So before we dig into those, I want to thank my sponsor, Florida Pickleball Clothing Company. For all your pickleball needs, FloridaPickleballClothingCompany.com. They have a new fall line of hoodies coming out, so you want to check those out. So, first off, let's look at Amelia Earhart. Aviation great, she disappeared on July 2nd, 1937, along with her navigator, Fred Noonan. They were flying a Lockheed Electra out in the Pacific Ocean, heading for Howland Island, 1,700 miles southwest of Honolulu. The two veteran flyers were on the last leg of an around-the-world trip, and they had already completed 20,000 miles in six weeks. So I think this thing was 28,000 miles in total. And I have no idea why they picked Howland Island as a refueling spot on this leg, but that thing is two and a half miles square in the middle of the ocean, so it must have looked like a speck. And... You know, they didn't have GPS. It's not like nowadays you have GPS. These guys were using you know, radio navigation and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a long, long time ago, and the technology wasn't near what it is today. But before we talk about some possible theories, I want to tell you a little bit about Amelia Earhart. A lot of people, you might not know anything about her. She was an American aviation pioneer and one of the most celebrated and enduring icons of the 20th century. She was born on July 24, 1897 in Atchison, Kansas, and her life and achievements are really pretty amazing. She was initially had an interest in aviation as a young woman and began taking flying lessons. And she received her pilot's lessons. This is how long ago it was. She became only the 16th woman in the United States to get a pilot's license. And she achieved some very interesting records during her early years. She became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic as a passenger. That was in 1928. But she came back in 1932 and she made that solo transatlantic flight as pilot in command and became the first woman to do that. That was five years to the day after Lindbergh did it. In 1935, she became the first person to fly from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland, and that's a long way. If anybody's flying from Hawaii to the mainland, uh, that's a long way. She became an author, a lecturer, a celebrity, role model, founded 
the organization called the 99s. It's still in operation now. That organization is a big advocate for women's rights, especially for women that want to pursue careers in male-dominated fields, including aviation. So she's a symbol of courage, determination, and exploration for sure. Some of the theories as to how she disappeared now, bear with me, some of them are very well-rooted in fact, and some of them are just kind of crazy, but I want to give you a few of these that I was able to find on History Magazine. Now, the first theory, the number one theory, and probably the most plausible theory, is that she was ran out of fuel, crashed in the Pacific Ocean, perished. It's probably the most widely accepted version of this aviator's disappearance. Many feel that Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, just slightly got off course, couldn't find that tiny island in the Pacific. They, she had radioed the Coast Guard several times and told them that she uh, could not find the island and that they were getting low on fuel. They tried to establish some type of radio fix on her, but they could not do it. And that is what's called the crash and sink theory, where the plane just did a little belly landing and the plane just sunk into the ocean. They had no debris to find because they did do a pretty extensive search for her. Another theory is that Earhart landed safely on Gardner Island. Now, this is a, a pretty well-accepted theory. She missed Holland Island and ended up on Gardner Island, which is Nukamororo, which is an uninhabited coral atoll nearby. They say she landed safely, put out distress calls. They couldn't find her, and they basically perished on that island. Now, years later, there were excursions to that island to try and find her, and they did find some artifacts. They found a jar of freckle cream that that she liked, and they found a piece of plexiglass similar to that used on a Lockheed Electra aircraft that she was flying. So that was another theory. Earhart's flight was an elaborate scheme to spy on the Japanese. That was a theory. That, did Franklin Roosevelt enlist her to spy on the Japanese? You think about the, the time that it was, 1937, the Japanese were inhabiting all those islands, gearing up for World War II. They wanted to get some information on that. Did they put some camera equipment on there and have her fly and take photos as she was going by there on some type of secret mission? Now, this was talked about more in a movie, in 1943 film, fiction movie, of course, called Flight for, Flight for Freedom, which had Rosalind Russell, but there's no evidence that that was actually true. I think it was total fiction. Another one that has some legs to it is Earhart crash-landed and was captured by the Japanese and died while being held prisoner on the island of Saipan. There was a Unsolved Mysteries episode, which those things were, you know, those things are 20 years old. But they had an actual witness. This, this was a little girl on Saipan said that they brought these two prisoners, said they were spies to her, to her little village. One of them was a woman and... They ended up holding them, said they were spies, held them hostage for a while, and then she actually saw them being killed, actually. So that's another theory. Now, some of the crazy theories was Earhart survived. The crash was secretly and held hostage by the Japanese and secretly repatriated to New Jersey after the war and took the name of Irene Bolum and became a banker. Now, Irene Bolum really didn't like that, and she ended up suing. This was put forth in a book, and she ended up suing the publisher and the author for $1.5 million, but the suit was later dropped. 
some other theories. Here's a, a really good one is Amelia was captured and by the Japanese in the Pacific Theater and used as Tokyo Rose, the iconic propaganda person on the radio. But her husband, George Putnam, actively investigated this lead at the time, listened to hours of the recorded broadcast, and said that was not his wife's voice. So there's some interesting theories, and those things kind of happen when you don't have any you don't have a clear-cut solution. People start coming forward. Now, there is one gentleman, his name is Rick Gillespie, Executive Director of International Group of Historic Aircraft Recovery, and he believes he knows what happened, which goes back to one of those theories. He believes that she missed Howland Island, continued for another 350 nautical miles southeast, where she was able to land the plane on the coral reef on Gardner Island, which is Nicomororo. Gillespie claims that they were distress calls admitted, they never heard, the Navy couldn't find her with their search planes, and that those people perished. Now, they found skeletal remains in 1940. The British authorities said that those were belonged to a short European male. Gillespie returned to the island, found those skeletal remains, and later they were identified to be a female, because, you know, he remember he found that freckled cream and he found that piece of the aircraft. So that may be the end of it. That may be where... Amelia perished. I think that theory or the theory with the Japanese on uh, Saipan were the two main theories that I would think were true. You can look at it and let me know your thoughts on that. Now, the second one we're going to look at is the Malaysian Airlines. It's a little newer. It's 2014 Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, known as MH370, was a scheduled passenger flight from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia to Beijing, China, disappeared on March 8, 2014. The disappearance of Flight 370 was one of the most perplexing and high-profile aviation mysteries in history. And first, we are going to look at some of the facts of the case, then we'll look at some of the theories as to what may have happened. Okay, MH370 took off from Kuala Lumpur International Airport with 239 souls on board. However, less than an hour into the flight, all communication was with the aircraft was cut off. Transponder was cut off. The ACAR system was cut off. And it disappeared from radar screens. It, devi it deviated from its planned flight path, making an unplanned turn to the southwest. Now, the military radar, some of these people were picking this thing up, uh, but it was just an unidentified blip on a screen you know, in the night. They put out an extensive multinational search uh, and rescue effort in the southern Indian Ocean where the satellite data indicated that aircraft may have stopped, but uh, no wreckage was ever initially found. Some of the speculations were numerous theories and speculations uh, emerged uh, with the absence of any concrete evidence. You know, people came out with, it could have been hijacking, mechanical failure, pilot suicide, catastrophic, hull loss. However, none of these theories were pro ever definitively proven. Uh, they did find some debris years later that they thought was from that aircraft washed up on the coastline of the Western Indian Ocean, but the rest of the wreckage was never confirmed. So some of the theories that came out, what what actually happened, you'll never we may never really know. But um, the first one was hijacking and diversion. Some people believe the high aircraft had been hijacked. There was three Russians on board. They thought maybe those three Russians could have hijacked it. There was also some uh, Chinese Muslims on there that were on board that they 
could have taken over the aircraft. And there was also the theory that somebody was, was hiding a stowaway in the cargo department that could have turned off the A cars and then come up in and taken over the plane. And maybe that's why the plane was flying so erratically. You know, maybe the pilots were fighting with, uh, fighting with hijackers. So you just never really know. He thought maybe it was intentionally stolen and taken to a different location, possibly with a political motive. Now, pilot suicide. The theory speculates that the Captain Azari could have intentionally crashed the plane as an act of suicide. Now, there was nothing really ever. That guy had a, a really spectacular career as a pilot. There was never any background into showing that he had any type of mental instability so that theory faced a lot of criticism and controversy because it relied on the assumption that, that the pilot had a diminished mental state, and that just didn't seem to be the case. Could have been a mechanical failure. Some suggest that there was a mechanical or technical failure, such as a fire. Electrical failure, depressurization uh, could have led to loss of communication or control of the aircraft. aircraft. However, when this theory questions, this plane continued to fly for a number of hours. So if there was one of those those instances, that thing would have dropped out of the sky, would have hit the ocean and left a giant debris field, which it never did. So I, I don't think that's true. Remote hijacking or cyber attack. Now, this is an interesting theory that the plane was taken over by a cyber attack and the system was compromised, allowing external entities to remotely fly the airplane and divert it to another field. That's interesting. The plane was shot down by a military aircraft. There's a lot of military aircraft in the area. But I would believe that if the plane was mistakenly shot down, it was if it was engaged by a military aircraft, there would have to be some sort of record of that engagement, and they would have known right off the bat that they had shot down a civilian airplane. Perhaps they took it and ran, landed on a remote island. There's some theories that this happened, but there's not a lot of the 777 requires about 5,000 feet of runway to land. So in order to do that, you'd have to find a place that's close by. And the other place that I could find was Christmas Island uh, that they could have made that and landed. But, you know, there again, what do you do with the passengers? What happened to all the passengers? Did they, you know, you just never know. It just doesn't seem logical. Another one was that it was an organized plot that the Malaysian Airlines uh, Flight 370 could have been part of an organized criminal operation, possibly involving the theft of valuable cargo or just a hostage situation. So you start looking at all these things and it really makes you think. So I suggest to you, maybe just go out there and look, do a little research on your own. See if you can find what you feel is the most plausible theory as to why this airplane disappeared. Okay. Amelia Earhart and disappearance of Malaysian airlines flight 370. I'd love to know, your thoughts on these and you can investigate it and let me know, you know get back to me at my website glenpclaimerthethird.com or you, you know you can go there and you can read some of my books download some of my books find out a little bit more about me and about what I do but that's it as far as another episode of murders mysteries and conspiracies and I want to thank you for listening 